0: After a brutal loss like the one we saw on Sunday, you'd think that a guy named Derry Downer would have nothing nice to say. No, you're not right. There are positives to take. It might take a minute or two to get there, but we're going to get to them on Datitude. coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans... LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of damnitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends around the country, state, wherever you might be, you might still be in London, wherever the hell you are, hello to you if you are still in shock following the double freaking doink. That was a tough one to swallow, boys and girls. But we're going to go through it all here on Datitude, episode number 98 for a Monday, October the 3rd. 2022, I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times-Picune, the advocate, and bet.nola.com. Coming up in just a minute or two, I will have Derry's Dime along with pieces of post-game interviews from Coach Dennis Allen and a couple players. And I'm actually in my dime. I know I got a couple notes from some people last week. Um... One person wrote me and said it was soothing to hear me go on a rant. I mean, if you want me to go on a rant, you, you know you can, you can hire me to do that. I'm pretty good at rants. And the first part of this show is going to be what you would expect. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't call it a rant, but, I mean, let's, let's face it. You've you got to talk about the negative before you can talk about the positive. You can't just come out here and be rosy sunshine Saints found a way to screw it up again. Lose 28-25 to the Minnesota Vikings. Let's be happy happy, joy joy. I mean that would just be dumb. It wouldn't be me either. I mean, who's going to be doing that? But I think this is the week unlike last week when you know, I saw a lot of media people trying to find positive spins and I don't know what's wrong with the media these days. I know I'm part of them, but I'm I'm you know, it used to be if a team sucked, people said they sucked. Like, you don't want to, like, offend anyone now. We don't want to say people suck if they suck. I mean, just call it what it is. But I think after seeing what I saw yesterday, there are positives to be had. Before I get into it all, I mean, look, I said last week that. At the minimum, the Saints didn't have to win this game, even though one and two going in, now one and three. They had to show up. They did that. So that's step one. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Again, we'll hear from Dennis Allen, we'll hear from a couple players <clears throat> as they, um, well, another, another solemn locker room. Hard to swallow. So many things to touch on this morning. Look, when Sports, sports betting Director Zach Ewan texted me after the game from London, he said, what do you even say after that? I mean, my only response was one word I can't say on this family podcast. And one has to wonder, this is team snake bit. I mean, all the changes that have been made, all the success that the team has had over the last 16 years with a different guy leading this organization. What else do you say? What else can go wrong following the end of the first quarter of the season? Maybe it's all out of their system now. Maybe it isn't. You know, for about an hour Sunday morning, I was wondering why the hell I woke up so early to watch another heartless performance from these wandering New Orleans Saints. Then a funny thing happened. They awoke from their month-long nap and actually began to play football. Now, of course, all the social media geniuses were alive and well, praising the Red Rifle, the quarterback is here, Jameis is gone, the bad Jameis is gone, and had visions of playoffs dancing in their heads. However, between some lapses in what had been a solid defense throughout much of the second, third, and fourth quarters, a couple of inexplicable calls by referees, you don't hear me say that very often, And some just bad, bleeping luck. Saints came out losers again. You saw it, 28-25 to the Minnesota Vikings. Drove that stake a little further into the body, and with it itches of the collective black and gold hearts. Is the season over? Well, let's get into it with Derry's Dime here this morning. I know you've been waiting for it. It's why you tuned in. But I'm telling you, it's not all going to be negative. All right. Pigs flying, the Minneapolis miracle, and now the double freaking doink. The series against the Minnesota Vikings has had more than its share of improbable, incredulous, and flat-out unbelievable moments. It leads me to this question. Are Saints fans still paying for the thrill of victory on January the 24th, 2010? That was the moment in the Superdome when some guy named Hartley erased the nightmares of 53 seasons past with a kick that sent a million black and gold hearts to hoot out heaven, 53 players and some about a dozen or so coaches to Miami, where they would win the first and only to this date Super Bowl in team history. It is quite possible this team is snakebit. It is quite possible there's something hanging over the heads of this team when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you just look at this team and look at that uniform. It kind of like freaks you out, doesn't it? Kind of like looking at... It's kind of like for us old folks and looking at the Rams. To this day, I hate I hate looking at the Rams uniform. But I, I get off topic for a second. Just looking at those Vikings in those uniforms, there's something about them. It seems like... S- Everything that can go wrong in this series, since that glorious moment nearly 13 years ago, has gone wrong. Sunday was no different. But that being said, whether it's snake bites, bad luck, you you know, curses, whatever you want to call it, there's only one way to fix this thing, right? Tell them, Pedro. She's stopping. I go to you. I stick up for you. You know, help me now. I do it myself. Okay, I had to leave one word out. But you get the the gist, right? I mean, that's what it is. Step one was to show up. As simple as it may sound. Step two is to stop blaming everyone else. Just take charge of the situation. Start with Seattle this coming Sunday. Forget who dropped what pass. Forget who missed this coverage, who turned this ball over, what ref made the bad call, and say, bleep you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. The coaching was better Sunday. It it was definitely better. I mean, I know it's funny because I'm hearing more people Bitch about Dennis Allen today than I've heard in any of the first three games. And bitch about the rest of the coaching staff. More today than any of the other three games. But today was the best, I thought it was the best job they've done so far. We have to keep reminding ourselves, I'm not making excuses for them. We have to keep reminding ourselves it was Dennis Allen's fourth game as head coach here. It was Pete Carmichael's fourth game as offensive coordinator. And I've been as hard on him as maybe anyone else in the media. He certainly did a better job against the Vikings. On the other side of the field, it was Kevin O'Connell's fourth game as head coach. And he got away with plenty of mistakes with a team that I think has as much talent as maybe any other in the NFL. For the third straight week, Allen was poor-mouthing officials. What did I say last week? We don't want to hear that. He was justified doing so this time, I get it. You will rarely hear me say this. The guys wearing the black and white uniforms made two egregious errors in the fourth quarter that truly may have cost the Saints the game. But you don't want to hear a head coach say that. You don't want to hear a head coach make excuses.
1: I think we also got to look at, you know, um, who's doing what and, and, and where. I wasn't a fan of some of the calls, but um, but you know it hurt us in the game. And when you say the opponent' emphasis th- like? What's that process of making it? A- well, look, we're going we're going to have to look at who's who's handling the ball, um, you know, and it, it, the, the problem's been a little bit. It's been a, a multitude multitude of players, um, and so we're going to have to continue to, to evaluate that. We're going to put in some some more. You know, turnover drills and, and things of that nature, and, and uh, uh, try to emphasize the point that we got to protect the football. And what about like starts, How do you guys maybe stop some of the, like some of those kind of mistakes? Yeah, um, look, I think that some of that's you know kind of the, the, the consistency of of cadence and, and things of that nature. So I think that's that's part of it. Uh, consistency of some of the people that are in there um, is part of it. So we'll take a look at it. We'll take a look at the tape. And, and uh, see where we can make corrections. Yeah, outside of that, just what did you think of the third down numbers about with the defense trying to get off the field outside of the penalties? And I know the first drive, I think they were like four for four on third down. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, you know, we did a better job after the after the first drive. And then, um, you know, there's a drive there in the in the fourth quarter that, you know, we let them convert a couple that um, we don't really want to let them convert. so. Um, Again, we'll look at the tape. We'll make the evaluation. What we need to do better, um, you know. I thought our defensive guys battled their tails off today. I thought they, you know, we put them in a couple of tough situations, um, and and I thought they, I thought they battled.
0: Well, they did battle in the final three quarters, and there were things that happened. But stop making excuses. Just get the damn job done. Going back, I mean, had the team showed up in that first quarter, they likely wouldn't have been in a position where calls like the ones that fans are complaining about, and rarely rightfully so, make the difference between winning and losing. But believe it or not, even if you can't see it right now, even if you're not a glass is half full, a glass is even a quarter full kind of person, there is good news. And it took me literally 20 hours or so to see it. It dawned on me this morning. And it's hard for anything positive to dawn on you when you're 1-3 and, and you've kind of choked away your own... I mean, just think about it. I mean, re- realistically, before we get to the positive, I mean, th- this team should really be 4-0. You show up against Tampa, you win. You find a way to put more than three points on the board before it starts getting close, and Brady's slamming tablets down on the onto the turf. It's ten to nothing. It's thirteen to nothing, maybe even sixteen to nothing, and you beat them because you're not in a position where you're making those turnovers. The next week against Carolina, you show up. Carolina's not winning 13-0, I can promise you that. Did you watch Carolina at all yesterday? Did you just at least see the highlights, how bad that team is? And then yesterday, the Saints show up in the first quarter, they win. So, despite losing again yesterday, three losses in a row now, the team is just one game back in the NFC South standings. Anybody watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night? I mean, I know they played Kansas City, but something's not right with Tom Brady. They don't look very good. There is no dominant team in this division. And frankly, the team that has been playing the best so far is the one the Saints beat in week one, the Atlanta Falcons. They certainly can make a case that they should be three and one. There are winnable games coming up on this schedule, and four of the next five will be played in the comforts of the Caesar Superdome. Not a single opponent over the course of the next four weeks has a winning record. The Saints have a chance to help that, help make sure that, that stays intact. So let's all end the pity party. Let's all start blaming. Number two, or blaming the refs, or blaming the coaches, or blaming whoever. Let's forget about blame. Let every man in that locker room take responsibility for themselves, and let every fan watch maybe watch a little bit differently. End the pity party. Fans, coaches, even podcast hosts, just get the damn job done. Or that stake we were talking about that is within inches of the collective black and gold hearts will be putting the finishing touches on the 2022 season even before we get to Halloween. And that's my dime. Look, there were things to be happy about yesterday. Again, I know that is really hard to see. And it's funny how... Negative Nellies want to turn everything into something they aren't. I mean the text about the Red Rifle yesterday. He was good. He played well. I like the way he handled himself. But there were things that he did that were just as bad as anything Jameis has done thus far. He fumbled the football. He took two sacks that he shouldn't have taken. He was indecisive at times. But anyone that wants to see what they want to see, they don't see those sorts of things. Oh, he was great. He's going to be the starter. Here's the thing when it comes to Andy Dalton. I have nothing against Andy Dalton. I like Andy Dalton. I've said this many times. He's the best backup this team has had in a long, long time, maybe ever. And to have him be able to come in there and play is outstanding. But don't get excited, Jameis haters. It doesn't matter what you think, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. I mean, I hate to put the damper, I'm just telling you to think positive. And now I'm trying to poo-poo on the on the Jameis haters, but I'm just telling you like it is. When Jameis Winston is no longer injured to the point where he can't go in the game, he's going to go in the game. If the coaching staff feels like he's well enough to play on Sunday against Seattle, he's going to play on Sunday against Seattle. But that being said, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I thought Andy Dalton played a good game yesterday. I'm not going to go as far to say excellent. There are things he does better than Jameis. Um, I still... I thought the coaching yesterday, actually. I th- And I said this earlier. I thought Carmichael did a much better job yesterday. I thought the game plan... I wa- obviously, I wasn't happy with the first quarter game plan. But I thought that the overall calling, play calling, was more consistent throughout... It wasn't run up the middle every play. They realized Latavius Murray was having success. They went back to him more than I kind of expected them to. It worked. They threw the passes that kept Andy Dalton in a position to be able to succeed. More short, short passes. And see, that's one of the things with Jameis that is different. Because when you have a guy like Jamison that, you're tempted to throw deep balls more often because he has that kind of arm. so when he does come back, you need to realize that the plays that you're calling now and go with the flow of the game, again, something that Carmichael did better yesterday. It just took too long to get there. Let's hear what Andy Dalton had to say yesterday as a matter of fact.
2: Yeah, i felt feel good, I Felt like operated the offense really well and I felt like we played well and I think at the end of the day the two turnovers decided to factor in this game and it's tough because you go back and look at this game and feel like you played really well and you go back and look at it and say man if I could just have one play back but that's that's kind of the story of this thing Um, so it's tough. But uh, I thought we we definitely did some good things I there. What, what happened on the fumble a year ago? Just got hit and it came out. You know, felt like I had it tucked away, but it, you know, it it came out. You guys obviously did bounce back and put a lot of good drives together. But when you guys come out on the first drive and, again, kind of go backwards a couple of times, I mean, I'm sure you harped on that all week. It was a frustrating way to start. Yeah, and then you have the conversion, but then they call the illegal man downfield, I mean, that's it's it's close. We got we got to make sure that we're not we're not downfield um, and put ourselves in a, a, a tough situation. Um, but we we can't keep hurting ourselves.
0: I, I love how he he didn't make excuses. Again, there were things that I really liked about what I saw from Andy Dalton yesterday, but. Uh, He's not going to save the season. He's not going to come in and be the starting quarterback for the next 13 games. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm not putting, trying to put a damper on your hopes, Jameis haters. The best quarterback in the room when he's healthy is Jameis Winston. Buried. And I think we're going to find that out. But, uh, you know, going back to what we saw yesterday, and again, you heard Andy Dalton talk about it, taking a quarter to figure things. You know, what I didn't get is the Saints were there all week. The Saints had all week to get acclimated. The Vikings didn't get there until Friday, but yet the Saints were the ones who looked like they didn't get there until Friday. Why? You have to wonder. I mean, what is it? about this season through four games now where the Saints are a no-show in four straight first quarters. They're just flat out a no-show. They're not there. I mean, their bodies are there, but their their hearts and minds aren't there. Four straight games now. What is that? How do you fix that? Well, you just get out there and do it. Right? I mean, easier said than done. But... One thing Sean Payton was great at, scripting those first 15 plays. And I don't know the answer. Pete Carmichael may be scripting plays. I don't know. But it's not just him. It's not just the offense. The defense has been a no-show too. Maybe they need to do more scripting. Maybe they need to, you know, Dennis Allen was talking about earlier, when we were listening to him, he was talking about practicing the turnover thing and getting rid of the turnovers. Maybe they need to simulate the first quarter. Start with the opening kickoff. Start with figuring out how to get yourself fired up. I don't know what it is, but you can't keep putting yourself selves in holes. Just listen to what the honey badger had to say. Now, look, he's had his moments here in New Orleans. Back, I mean, people are blaming him for stupid stuff already. Made a big pick yesterday, and I and I think what he says here kind of reiterates what I'm talking about. And I think maybe you could see that the team is going to have the mentality that we're looking for, or at least we hope so, coming up soon. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was
1: tough. Um, You know, I felt like we rolled, you know, a few ways within the game. Um, I felt like we played hard enough uh, to kind of give ourselves a a chance at the end. Um, But, um, You know, I I think it always comes down to a couple plays. You know, you just want a couple plays back. And, you know, if if you have those plays back, uh, you know, the game, you can go in your favor. But I thought we fought hard. Um, And I think there's a lot of positives, you know, that we can take away from it. You know, it's just week four of like a 17-round bout. So, you know, we have a lot lot more football left. Um, But, yeah, it always comes down to a couple plays.
0: I think the Saints are going to be in a lot of games this year where it comes down to a couple plays. You either make those plays or you don't. Stop making excuses. Nobody wants to hear them. Three weeks in a row now, I talk about Dennis Allen. Don't want to hear you talk about the refs. It's bad enough I got to hear the social media geniuses all over the planet coming in, chiming in. Yeah, you know what? The refs stunk in the fourth quarter yesterday. They made two outrageous calls. But if you had you played better earlier, those calls wouldn't have mattered. So that's it. Stop blaming other people. Bleep you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. And that's where we are. What does this team need? Maybe just a little bit of drive. Maybe we all need a little bit of drive. That's how we're going to end the show. Solo today. What do you What do you think? I went solo. I'm not going to be solo the rest of the week. On Thursday, we are going to have Uncle Big Nick back in, and we are going to make our NFL picks and college picks. And we did pretty darn good. If you listened to us last week, you made some money. Just saying, we've made you, I've made you money four weeks in a row now. If you have bet on and bet solely on the picks that I've made on this Datitude podcast. You have made some serious money. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I'm not going to brag about being 14-6 and six or anything against the spread. No, I wouldn't do that. But I'm just saying that had you bet what I told you to bet on Thursday's attitude, you'd be making a nice chunk of change right now. So, you can listen this Thursday or not. And then Friday is the one I'm really looking forward to. It's a Dunk and Holder reunion. That's right, boys and girls. Jeff Duncan, Larry Holder, Clyde Verdan, and myself. We're all getting together again. I hope he's not listening right now because there's probably going to be a little bit of roast in the Larry Holder. You're going to have fun with it, And we will preview the Saints, and the Seahawks on Sunday as well. We hope to see you then. Look, September Stump. And you know what? I know it was the first game of October. Put it in the past. All you can control is what's in the future. It's like real life, right? Coming up, Seahawks, Bengals, Cardinals, Raiders, and three of those at home. Then you get the Ravens at home. Take care of what you can take care of, and then worry about the rest later. And we'll worry about the rest later, too, because we're out of here. Remember, Thursday, we'll see you then. Best Bets Friday. We're going to have a lot of fun. Enjoy your week. Get outside. Have fun with this weather, man. I mean, in New Orleans, does it get any better than this? And it's going to be like this all week. Go outside. Stop brooding. Enjoy yourselves. We will see you on Thursday. Peace and love, my friends.